So I want you to think about this. You might not think that you are an expert in anything, but to be honest, you can start a blog, never claim to be an expert, and just help people who are behind you. On a scale of one to 10, where one is a complete beginner and 10 is uh, a, a complete expert, then all you really have to do is be like a five or a six. That way you can help people who are ones, twos, threes, and fours. Regular people are taking their passions and interests, writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. And today, this is episode one. This is the very first episode of the Blogger Evolution Podcast. And I'm really excited because this is going to be really, really helpful for a lot of people who maybe are complete beginners when it comes to blogging, or maybe they are struggling to earn an income, struggling to get traffic, struggling to uh, make a decent income with their blogs to have a successful blog. So in these first couple of episodes of the podcast, I want to focus mainly on how I was able to quit my job by making money from a blog. So how I was able to quit my job from making money from a blog. We are going to break this up into two episodes. This is part one. We're going to go through eight points, eight really important points that I was able to use to really set myself up but it's going to be, you know, the blogging focused part of it, because I want you guys to get, you know, what you need in order to continue building, continue growing and maybe get your uh, blog to a point where you will be able to quit your job as well. Or maybe if quitting your job isn't even your main goal, maybe you have a completely different goal. Quitting my job was my goal because I wanted my wife to quit her job. I wanted um, our son to have mommy care, you know, not daycare kind. So I had to necessarily come up with my own thing and and figure out that I wanted to quit my job by using the income that I had from my blog. But that's going to kind of roll in to our very first point that we want to get into here. Point number one, when it comes to how to quit your job, how to make money from your blog, in order for that blog to grow, you need to define your why. And I mean, your why, W-H-Y, you know, now some people can probably look at that and say, oh, I've heard that before. I, I mean, I already know what that means, defining your why. But let's dive really deep into this. OK, first of all, I want to make sure that you understand that it is perfectly OK to want to make money from your blog. I've run into some students who believe that they shouldn't want to make money from their blog. But in my opinion, why else do it? You know? Money is way okay, is 100% fine if that's the goal for your blog because you want to be able to get something in the back end, you know, based on the effort that you are putting forth. And money is okay. But here's a caveat to that money cannot be the 100%, the absolute reason why you want your blog to be successful. It cannot be the 100% reason. So, why is that? Because money is just a means to an end. Money needs to have its proper perspective. 
you can't have it as your number one driving force as to why you want to be successful, really with anything, not just with blogging, but with anything. Money cannot be your driving force. Your why, your reason for wanting to have a successful business, a successful blog, it needs to be deeper than money. In the past, I have been accused of being a serial entrepreneur, meaning I was starting businesses left and right all the time. You know, I was always trying to find a way to make a secondary income a long time ago, especially really when I first started back when I was like eight years old, you know, and we kind of dive into that story in episode zero. So if you haven't checked that out, be sure to go check out episode zero. But because I had so many businesses going, to be honest, a lot of those businesses did not work. A lot of them did not make very much money. Some made some money, but a lot of the time it wasn't the kind of money that was worth continuing to do it. And as a result, I ended up quitting. I ended up stopped doing it. And you know why? And I really believe this even to this day. It's because my goal with those businesses was to make more money. And that was it. That was the superficial reason that I wanted those other businesses to work just because I wanted to make extra money. But you know, the business that actually did start to work for me, that was blogging. And the reason why blogging started to work for me is because when I first started with it and it didn't work out, I started a blog. It got de-indexed by Google. It got completely taken out by Google. You couldn't even find it on the internet. I realized that I needed to keep moving forward. I needed to find another way. I couldn't take no for an answer. I couldn't take failure for an answer. You see, blogging is tough. Blogging is a long game. There's a lot of things that need to happen in order, in order for it to work. But what I ended up doing was just moving on and trying something else new, knowing that blogging as a whole, the light at the end of the tunnel worked I just had to find the proper way to do it. Where in the past, when I didn't have a proper why, I would have probably given up. So what was my why? Obviously, it was my family. And you can really just kind of dive deeper into this yourself. If you think about it, why do you want to have a why do you want to have a successful blog? You want to have a successful blog because you want to make money. That's fine. But why do you want to make money? Why do you want to make money with your blog? Well, in my case, and I'll just use my example here as a personal example. I wanted to make money for my blog so that I could have more time at home. Well, Chris, why do you want to have more time at home? Because I wanted to spend more time with my family. Well, why do you want to spend more time with your family? Because I want them to see that they are a priority for me. I want them to see that the work that I'm putting in, everything that I'm doing is is a move forward to having them love me more because I'm there. You know, I'm there more often. I'm not gone 12 hours a day. And that was the why. You see how I had to drill down. I had to figure out that it was deeper than just the money. And I think once you kind of have that understanding that money isn't everything, that money is just a tool. It's just something that you can use to further you know, an objective, you know, money really makes you or it ex- it accentuates more of who you are. You know, if you're a bad person and you get more money, you're probably going to be an even worse person. 
But if you're a good person and you get money, you're probably going to be a nicer person, more generous. So again, try to figure out why you want to blog. And once you figure out why you want to blog and then go out there and you find an audience that you can help. And typically it's the audience that you probably have the most passion on. And it can be anything. You know, sometimes I have students will tell me that, you know, they I ask them, well, maybe you should start a blog. And they say, well, I don't have anything to write about. I'm not good at anything. And that's the surface answer for someone who doesn't want to think anything deeper. That's the surface answer. But to be honest, that person as well just doesn't want it bad enough, in my opinion. They don't want it bad enough. I've seen people start websites on succulent plants and make a full-time income. I've seen people make websites on passing uh, on helpful information for passing insurance exams. We recently did an interview with uh, Mr. Jake Lang. It's going to be on the podcast uh, later. And he made a full-time passive income by creating helpful documents for people who wanted to pass certain ins- certain insurance exams. It can be anything. It literally can. I recently started a website on golf. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, all of these big, huge websites like, you know, like CNN, ESPN. They don't have to be websites like that. We're just talking about blogs that can help people in a certain space. So, number one, you need to define your why. So, point number two, in order for you to make money with your blog and then do whatever you want. In my instance, like we mentioned, I wanted to quit my job. So, point number two. You need to be desperate. We kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but you need to be desperate. You need to be fed up with where you are. Because think about it. How many times do you see the ugly guy getting the girl type story? You know, you might be out, you see, you know, a good looking and attractive person. And then you look at who they're dating or who they're even married to. And you're like, how did they get that? (laughs) You know? If that's ever happened to you, just I want you to just think about it. You know, how did that happen? And the reason for that, in my opinion, a lot of the times the reason for that is because sometimes people just get fed up with their situations and then they just throw caution to the wind and they go out and they make something happen. Maybe the person who you might consider to be the less attractive person in that relationship Maybe they were the go-getter. Maybe they were the one who sparked everything. But maybe it was because growing up, they got tired of trying and failing. Or maybe seeing someone else say something and then get the girl. And they finally got fed up to the point where they were like, you know what? I'm tired of being alone. I'm going to actually do something about this. And they found someone that they found attractive. And they just sucked it up, swallowed their pride, and just spoke. And now where are they with the hot girl, you know, with the attractive, you know, mate? So think of it this way. Again, you have to be fed up with your current situation in order for you to be successful, because if you're not fed up with it, then you're not going to try hard enough for it to be successful. Your back has to be against a wall. 
And to be honest, in my particular situation, I kind of just settled on blogging, but it didn't have to be blogging. It was just what I latched on to, what I enjoyed, and I knew that it had to work. I knew that from seeing other people having success with it, I knew that I could do it as well if I found the right formula. So I refused to give up. I just refused to give up. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, you can only fail if you give up. And that's kind of hard to think about because, of course, you're going to fail if you give up. How can you really inspire someone to continue pushing forward with a statement like that? But once you've actually done it, you realize that is the truth. That is the truth. Thomas Edison, excuse me, Thomas Edison once said that he didn't fail. He just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. Think about that. He never failed. He just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So you have to hate your circumstance. And I'm not trying to say that you can never be content. That's far from what I'm trying to say. But if you have a situation that you're in, maybe you have a job you don't like. Maybe you're in a situation that you're not particularly fond of. And there is something that you can do about it. You should do something about it. Or learn to live with it. Those have been a couple of the things that has really helped me get to the point to where I was making enough money from my blog to where I could quit my job. So now we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back with the other two tips. All right. So we are back with our question of the day presented by Active Campaign. Now, Active Campaign is the email autoresponder that the Blogger Evolution podcast uses, and we love it. It is basically being able to set up a passive income on your blog just by collecting those emails and then putting people in what are called nurturing sequences, you know? And it's all explained and easy to do. So if you want to check it out, go over to benjisdad.com slash active campaign. That's benjisdad.com slash active campaign to learn more about active campaign. So our question of the day, how to quit your job by doing something that you love. So we've already gone through a couple of the tips so far. We talked about defining your why. We talked about being desperate. We talked about being fed up with your current circumstance. So point number three, you need to settle on a way to earn an income. So we kind of touched on it earlier before, but you need to choose how you would like to earn an income outside of your nine to five job, if that's what you hate. For me in particular, I liked blogging. Uh, when I was in high school, I, to be honest, I hated English in high school. That sounds kind of weird, but I hated English in high school. I was actually better. I actually liked math, but the deal was I was actually better at English and I wasn't the greatest at math. I was good at math, but I wasn't the greatest at it. So I went ahead and took something that you know, I didn't necessarily enjoy and I actually turned it into an income, you know, because I was able to finally sit down in front of a keyboard and not have to write term papers, but actually write about stuff that I enjoyed, stuff that I liked. So basically, I chose blogging. I chose blogging. You can choose whatever you happen to, to enjoy. If you like podcasting, if you like uh, uh, YouTube, if you like 
helping people on Facebook. It doesn't really matter, but you need to choose a way to earn that income. The reason I chose blogging, however, was because I own the traffic. The greatest thing about YouTube is also the worst thing about YouTube. There's so many people out there. But at the end of the day, you know, your channel is youtube.com slash your channel name. And so at the end of the day, YouTube owns your channel. And I'm sure you probably heard of a couple of horror stories in the past where people woke up the next day and their channels have completely disappeared. And if that's how you have structured your business to completely depend on YouTube or on, you know, any of these other platforms to talk to your audience, to talk to the people who are interested in what you're interested in, then your business can die overnight and you have no control over it. But the reason I chose blogging was because I own the traffic for blogging. I can find ways to send people to my website and I can capture their email addresses. Now I have an email address for people, which means I can continue to build relationships with people by sending them email. Just that simple, just by sending them an email. The email address is really the only thing that you own. Your website and your email address actually are the only things that is yours, that belong to you, that no one can take away. Those should be your cash cows. So whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Pinterest, you know, that's a big one, especially in blogging nowadays and Reddit and Twitter, no matter where you are, if you were to create followings on these platforms, you need somewhere to drive them so that you can get further information from your readers and your audience. So the key here is you need to have some type of focus as well. Okay, so once you choose one of these platforms, you need to have a certain what I like to call a stick to in order to be successful with it. You need to stick with one thing and don't deviate. Do not deviate until you have succeeded with it. There's a thing that's called shiny object syndrome. I like to call it uh, what I think attention deficit is what they call it or ADD is what they used to call it. I kind of change it up. I call it ADOS attention deficit. Ooh, shiny. You know, that's really a problem when it comes to creating your own business. And the reason for that is because when you have a job, when you have a nine to five, you have a boss that's telling you what to do. You have a boss that's telling you when things are due. You have a boss lining out everything for you. You just have to show up to work, do your job and move on. But when you are the CEO of your business, when you are the business owner, you have to come up with these types of deadlines yourself. So it's very easy to start one, start down one path and then trail off and see something else like a TikTok, you know, where, uh, or an Instagram, you know, you might notice from my following, if you haven't already go follow me over on Instagram at Benji's dad official, but you'll notice I don't have many followers over there at, uh, at, on Instagram. And it's because simply, I just haven't had the time. I haven't had the time to really put my full force into it, but I have had the time to build up my blogs. I have had the time to build up my YouTube channels and I've focused on those and I turned it into a full-time income. But regardless of what you choose, you have to create, create, and then create some more. You have to get out of the uh, process where you are just consuming 
content. You have to be able to create content that serves people, create content that is helpful for people so that you can continue moving forward with your business. So once you've settled on a way that you want to earn an income, it's now time to build an audience, to build that audience that is going to get you the income that you need to be able to pivot and do whatever you want with your life. One of the most successful ways that I have found that really works to build an audience is to become an influencer of sorts. Now, back in the day, you know, not even back in the day, maybe just a little while ago, as in maybe a few short years ago, to be, to be labeled an influencer was kind of a, a dirty word, okay? People were like, oh, he's an influencer. I remember a joke on Saturday Night Live where she was where one of the actresses were like, oh, yeah, and he became an influencer and they were just making fun of it. They were making it a joke. But in the day and age in which we live today. It works. It works. And you don't even have to be like a full fledged influencer. What you really need to be is in a particular space or a niche that we like to call it. You need to be there when people need to reference you. You need to be on top of mind when people need help in whatever space that you happen to be in. So for instance, with the Benji's Dad YouTube channel, when it first started, it was being very, very helpful toward bloggers and affiliate and people who wanted to learn affiliate marketing. So sometimes, you know, a, uh, one of the videos would surface for somebody on YouTube and they would look at it or maybe they would stumble onto the blog while doing some research on affiliate marketing within Google and they would come across the Benji's Dad website, read some of the information that I had to say about blogging, about affiliate marketing, whatever it happened to be. And maybe they didn't take any action, but because of the cre uh, because of the content that I created, now they know that I exist. And they know that, oh, he happens to be a specialist in this area. So now a seed has been planted in the reader. A seed has been planted in the viewer or the listener or whoever it happens to be. You just want to be on top of mind because people's circumstances change. They might not be interested in what you have to talk about now, but they might be in the future when something in their life changes and then they need to find answers. They need to find answers. And what they will do is they will start looking around and realize, oh, you know, I remember hearing about this affiliate marketing stuff. What was that guy's name? Benji's dad, whatever it is. Let me let me Google that. So I stayed on top of mine. So uh, you want to do the exact same thing with your blog. And this isn't you know, I'm not anyone special. That, that's not necessarily uh, uh, something new that I came up with. In fact, I want you to do a little exercise with me. Uh I want you to think about the top five fast food restaurants. Go, just, just think about them. Top five fast food restaurants. I'll give you a second to think about the top five fast food restaurants. All right, let me ask you, how long did it take you to get to McDonald's? If it probably wasn't the first, it had to have been the second. If it wasn't the second, it was probably the third. But chances of you going through all five of those fast food restaurants before you mentioned McDonald's is proof 
of what it is that we're talking about here, where you want to be top of mind. So if you're thinking about getting fast food, hey, I want to, you know, I don't have time. Let me just grab something on the way. Maybe I can stop by McDonald's. The same thing can be with shoes. Think of the top five brands of shoes. How long will it take before Nike pops up? It doesn't take very long. And that's because those brands, when you see a commercial or something of that nature, you see an advertisement online, you hear a commercial on the radio, you become top of mind. So that's what you want to do. That's why it's so important to niche down, to talk about one specific thing. Now, sometimes people will come to me and they say, well, Chris, you know, I don't know enough about anything to really become an influencer in that space. And to that, I totally don't agree. Everybody is good at something. We talked about it briefly earlier that there's websites out there that are doing really well by teaching people how to maintain succulent plants. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. And even if you don't consider yourself an expert, you can still help people who are uh, behind you in that knowledge. I'll give you an example. Uh, There was a movie that came out. It was based on a true story. Catch me if you can. I think Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio were in this movie. It's a great movie, by the way. If you do get a chance to watch it, it's really, really good. But the story itself was about a real life guy named Frank Abagnale. Now, Frank Abagnale was, uh, in essence, he was a con artist. Okay, he was, he, and, and I believe it took place in like maybe the 50s or 60s, around the time where banks weren't necessarily uh, centralized when it came to writing checks. So, for example, uh, if you were to write a check in California and then you flew to, to Florida and you deposited that check into a bank there, it would take a few days before that money was able to transfer between the two banks. However, Frank found a little loophole here because banks were actually giving you credit for the money before they actually received it from the originating bank. When Frank realized this, he was like, "Okay, what's to stop me from just writing a thousand dollar check and then running to another part of the country or really just anywhere else and then depositing that check? getting immediate or next day availability on the money and just withdraw it right then and there. All of a sudden, when the check comes back, Frank was gone. Now, this is illegal. It's called kiting checks. So don't try it. okay? and especially in this day and age, it's a lot easier in terms of uh, banks talking to each other. You know, they can find out if uh, if the check is good before they even cash it with you nowadays. But granted, Frank figured this out back in the 60s, and as a result, it was illegal, and he started getting pursued by, I believe it was the FBI, regarding this. So anyway, through all of this, Frank was was always on the run from the FBI, and as a result, he ended up playing different types of uh, people. I believe he was an airplane pilot at one time. I think he masqueraded as a doctor at one point. Uh, He just played all these different roles just so that he can stay one step ahead of the FBI. And it took them years before they actually caught him. But when they did, they did eventually catch Frank. One of the things that Frank did while he was eluding the FBI 
was he taught an advanced sociology class for an entire semester. So when he was caught and he was being questioned by the feds, they kind of understood how maybe he figured out how to do this. He, they figured out how to, how, or he figured out how to do that. But one question they asked is, how did you convince an entire class of students that you were an advanced sociology professor for an entire semester? That has to be hard to do, right? And you know what Frank's response was? Frank said that, well, I had the textbook, so all I had to do was read one chapter ahead of the students. And that's powerful. That's a powerful point to that story because Frank realized that really no matter what it was, all he needed to do was stay a few steps ahead of the people he needed to teach. So I want you to think about this. You might not think that you are an expert in anything, but to be honest, you can start a blog, never claim to be an expert and just help people who are behind you. If you look at a scale of one to 10, on a scale of one to 10, where one is a complete beginner and 10 is uh, a, a complete expert in a particular space, then all you really have to do is be like a five or a six, you know, that way you can help people who are ones, twos, threes, and fours. That's how you have to look at it. That's how you have to look at helping people. And by doing that, you can build an audience. So just for a little bit more clarification, because this is a very, very powerful point that I want to make sure that you understand. Uh, imagine uh, making a cup of coffee. I always go back to coffee because I love coffee. That's you know, realize that about me. <laughs> but coffee, if you know how to make a cup of coffee, Let's just say making a good cup of coffee will put you at a five on the scale of one to ten, where a ten might be like a Starbucks barista. You know, they're they're number ten. They know exactly how to make a hundred different cups of coffee. So they will be an expert. I would consider them an expert in making coffee. But then a, a number one would be somebody who always wanted to make a cup of coffee, but never really got around to it. Maybe they never had the time. Maybe they just depended on the Starbucks barista to make it for them. But maybe something changed in their lives and they realized they don't have enough money to go to Starbucks anymore. So now they need to learn how to make their own coffee. And then all of a sudden, what happens? They need to learn how to make coffee. Now, the thing is, is the Starbucks barista going to start a blog showing people how to deal with coffee and how to make coffee they could but are they really going to take the time to help the complete beginner probably not but you will because you know how to make a cup of coffee which means you can help somebody who has never made a single cup of coffee so that's how you have to think about it most of the experts in these areas they don't want to teach because teaching takes time. Teaching takes effort because you have to be able to understand. And sometimes an expert is, is, is so much of an expert that they've forgotten what it's like to be a beginner. But you, as you know, the person who can make a cup of coffee, the number five, 
you know, on that scale of one to 10, you remember what it's like because it probably wasn't that long ago that you didn't know how to make a cup of coffee yourself. Now, granted, cup of, uh, making a cup of coffee, that's just an example. But the deal is you need to get out of your own way. I give you permission to teach someone something. And that is how or the first steps on how I was able to quit my job by making money from a blog. So just to do a quick synopsis of what we've talked about today. If you want to be able to get to the point to where a blog is making you money and then you can do whatever you want with that with that uh, income, with that resource at that point. For example, with me, I use it to quit my job. I use it to uh, retire my wife from her job. First thing you need to do is you need to define your why. You need to figure out why do you want to do this? Why do you want a successful blog? The number two thing that you need is you need to be desperate. You need to be fed up with your current circumstance. You just want to, you know, <laughs> I can't really think of a great way to say it, but you need to hate your circumstance. That way you will refuse to give up. You will refuse to give up. And then after that, you need to settle on a way to do it. In my particular circumstance, I chose blogging. I recommend you choose blogging as well, but I am biased. <laughs> you need to find a way to do it and stick with it. So many ways work. You just need to choose one. And don't get uh, messed up with that shiny object syndrome. And then you need to build an audience. Point number four for us today. Build an audience. Become the influencer. Be helpful. Be better than the expert who doesn't want to take the time to help anybody. And start building uh, an influence. Start building um, um, a tribe. Start being on top of mind when people want to know about your particular subject. So those are the four points that we're going to discuss in this episode. We're going to conclude this uh, series, How I Quit My Job by Making Money from a Blog, in the next episode where we will cover the final four points. Before we close out the show, I would like to uh, read one of the podcast reviews that we have all up on Apple Podcasts. So I invite you, if you've listened and you've actually enjoyed what we've talked about today, you've got some type of value out of it. Please, please feel free to go to Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever, and leave a review. You know, if you really enjoyed the episode, I would really, really appreciate it. And if you do, you have a chance of getting shouted out at the end of an episode. So the review that we're looking at today is from actually a close colleague of mine named Jeff. All right. Jeff is a really good guy. He's an airplane pilot. And here's the review that he left. He says, Chris is the real deal. I've known him for a while. Very down to earth and real. When it comes to blogging, he certainly knows his stuff. Be sure to check him out. So thanks a lot, Jeff. I appreciate you leaving that review. Again, I invite you, if you haven't already, you've gotten some value out of the information that we've talked about today. If it's inspired you even a little, I encourage you, please go leave a review and you might get shouted out at the end of the podcast. So, if you haven't already, please be sure to 
head over to blogbuilderpro.net where we break down everything that you need to know when it comes to building a blog. That's blogbuilderpro.net. Use promo code podcast for a 10% discount off of the course. So be sure to check that out as well. Thank you so much for listening. You know, share this podcast with somebody. If you know someone who is thinking about starting a business, maybe someone you know who is blogging and maybe they're struggling or whatever it happens to be, turn them on to this podcast. Please, please, please share it with them so that we can grow up, you know, in terms of building up this podcast and really have a nice community of people who enjoy helping others with their websites. So with that said, you all, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next podcast.